Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio. And they are inside your head. You got a voice that sounds. You won't get past this one. You won't win your freedom. It's like a constant war. And you want to settle that scar. But your brain's been beaten. And you feel defeated. This goes out to the heaviest heart.
your tired and bring your shame Bring your guilt and bring your pain Don't you know that's not your name You will always be much more to me Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright Cause I hear a voice and it calls me every day When others say I'll never be enough And greater is the one living inside of me Than he who is living in the world In the world turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. Our narrative today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 20. 
Here is a brief overview of some of what we'll be reading about today in Scripture. The other Mary was not Jesus' mother. She could have been the, the wife of Clopas, or she may have been Jesus' aunt, the mother of James and John. Now the stone was not rolled aside so Jesus could get out, but so others could get in and see that Jesus had indeed risen from the dead, just as he had promised. The angel who announced the good news of the resurrection to the women gave them four messages. Number one, don't be afraid. You know, the reality of the resurrection brings joy, not fear. When you're afraid, remember the empty tomb. Number two, hey, he isn't here. Jesus is not dead and is not to be looked for among the dead. He's alive with his people. Number three, come see. The women could check the evidence themselves. The tomb was empty then, and it's empty today. The resurrection is an historical fact. And number four, the angel told the women, go quickly and tell. They were to spread the joy of the resurrection. Now, we too are to spread the great news about Jesus' resurrection. Jesus' resurrection is the key to the Christian faith. Why? Well, number one, just as he promised, Jesus rose from the dead. We can be confident, therefore, that he will accomplish all he's promised. Number two, Jesus' bodily resurrection shows us that the living Christ is ruler of God's eternal kingdom, not a false prophet or imposter. Number three, now we can be certain of our resurrection because he was resurrected. Death is not the end. There is future life. Number four, the power that brought Jesus back to life is available to us to bring our spiritually dead selves back to life. And number five, the resurrection is the basis for the church's witness to the world. Jesus is more than just a human leader or a great teacher. He is the Son of God. Now, by brothers, Jesus probably meant his disciples. This showed that he had forgiven them even after they had denied and deserted him. Jesus told the women to pass a message on to his disciples, that he would meet them in Galilee, as he had previously told them. But the disciples, afraid of the religious leaders, stayed hidden behind locked doors in Jerusalem. So Jesus had to go there and meet them first, and then later in Galilee. Jesus' resurrection was already causing a great stir in Jerusalem. A group of women was moving quickly through the streets, looking for the disciples to tell them the amazing news that Jesus was alive. At the same time, a group of religious leaders was plotting how to cover up the resurrection. Today, there is still a great stir over the resurrection, and there are still only two choices. There are no in-betweens here. That is, to believe that Jesus rose from the dead, or to be closed to the truth, denying it, ignoring it, or just, you know, trying to explain it away. Now, God gave Jesus authority over heaven and earth. On the basis of that authority, Jesus told his disciples to make more disciples as they preached, baptized, and taught. With this same authority, Jesus still commands us to tell others the good news and make them disciples for the kingdom. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 14th, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 20. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. 
His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priests what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, You must say Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you, so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Psalm 34, verses 11 through 22. Now the Bible often connects the fear of the Lord, love and reverence for Him, with obedience. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 says, Fear God and obey His commands. And then over in John chapter 14, verse 23, Scripture says, All those who love me will do what I say. David said that a person who fears the Lord doesn't lie, turns from evil, does good, and promotes peace. Reverence is much more than sitting quietly in church. It includes obeying God in the way we speak and the way we treat others. Now, some may think that peace should come with no effort, but David explained that we're to work hard at peace. And then Paul echoed this thought in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. A person who wants peace cannot be argumentative and contentious. Because peaceful relationships come from our efforts at peacemaking, work hard at living in peace with others each day. Now, we often wish we could escape troubles, the pain of grief, loss, sorrow, and failure, or even uh, the small daily frustrations that constantly wear us down. You know, God promises to be close to the brokenhearted, and to be our source of power, courage, and wisdom, helping us through our problems. Sometimes He chooses to deliver us from those problems. When trouble strikes, don't get frustrated with God. Instead, admit that you need God's help and thank Him for being by your side. Psalm 34, verses 11 through 22. Come, my children, and listen to me. I will teach you to fear the Lord. 
Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears His people when they call to Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve Him. No one who takes refuge in Him will be condemned. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 9 and 10. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment.
This concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.